Welcome in everyone to a fantastic, fun-filled episode of Whisper in the Wings from Stage Whisper. I'm so excited for today's episode. I'm so giddy. We are going back to one of my favorite, favorite holiday shows in the entire world. And bringing us this show is the host and producer of the show, Jeffrey Allen Murphy. He is here today to talk to us about No Cheeses for Us Mises, an irreverent tribute to the Muppet Christmas Carol. It's playing December 15th and 16th at Green Room 42, and you can get your tickets and more information by visiting thegreenroom42.venutix.com. If anyone is out there and you haven't seen the Muppets Christmas Carol, then you need to immediately run, don't walk, and go watch this because it by far is probably the best Muppet Christmas Carol out there. I mean, who who doesn't love the Muppets? So with that, let's go ahead and bring on the genius behind this show, Jeffrey Allen Murphy. Welcome on to Whisper in the Wings from Stage Whisper. Thank you so much. It is delightful to be here. Uh, long-time listener, first-time caller. Uh, you know, <laughs> just one of those. I love it. Yeah, I, I'm just so, I'm so excited to be speaking to you today about this. You'd reached out to me about the show. You'd sent me a press release, and I immediately was like, absolutely, let's. I, we, we have to make this happen. We have to make this happen. <laughs> and here we are now. We are talking about this great show that's happening at the Green Room 42, which is a fabulous venue. No cheeses for us Mises, an irreverent tribute to the Muppets Christmas Carol. Why don't we start by having you tell us a little bit about what this particular show is? Absolutely. So this is a fun cabaret evening. It's going to be about an hour long, which is going to do, we're going to do all of the music from the Muppet Christmas Carol with a live band and incredible singers who, I mean, one of the big prerequisites we had when we were trying to get our team together, it's like, yeah, we got to have people who can sing. We got to have people who can act, but we need them to be really silly because if you are not being silly when you are doing this world, a Muppet world, you are doing it wrong, I think. It's truly a world where it's good vibes, positive energy, and so yeah, we're going to do all the songs from Up at Christmas Carol. We're going to have, have little skits in between as we work our way through the story of the Christmas Carol. And we might even have a puppet or two in there, as budget allows. But it's just going to be a grand old time to come in, hang out with your friends, listen to some great music, maybe have a cocktail or two if that's your thing, and leave feeling a little more cheery than when you walked in. I love it. And I... oh. We, we need to amp up your budget then, because I would love to see <laughs> Jim Henson puppets up there. I mean, a little bit of Rizzo the Rats, you know, choir singing. It would be great to have Jim Henson puppets. I, fortunately for me, I know a lot of puppeteers from my time in Warhorse, so <laughs> I was able to call in one of my buddies to uh, come in and help out with the show. It's incredible. So, I mean, it is a holiday season, but I'm, I'm interested to know, wh- where did you come up with the idea to put this show together? A hundred percent. So, I mean, Muppet Christmas Carol is one of my favorite, probably one of my favorite movies, truly. If you're talking about an adaptation of a classic book, it's so true to the story. It's so true to the heart of it. There's so much to love in that movie. Uh, Paul Williams is just such a genius in terms of taking music and lyrics and conveying heart is really, I mean, anybody who's not familiar with Paul Williams, you are familiar with Paul Williams, you're just not 
aware of it. He wrote Rainbow Connection. He's worked with artists across the board. Daft Punk is one of the artists he's worked with. He's also the president of ASCAP, which is a surprising thing I didn't realize. But truly, it's just something that always touched me on a very deep level. And so for like the last 11 years, I've had a party at my apartment every holiday season to watch The Muppet Christmas Carol. And we would sing along and we would play maybe a drinking game that people are interested in the rules. Find me on Instagram and I'll tell you the rules for the drinking game. But it's it's just been something that I've really enjoyed. And it's really, it's grown every year to the point where we kind of maxed out on the people that I can fit in my apartment. So this year, in interest of doing things that are scary for uh, oneself to do and challenging oneself, I was like, you know what? Let's take this out to the public because I know every time I talk about this party, everywhere I go, if it comes up, people are like, oh my God, that sounds amazing. And it's like, yeah, it's, it's, it's really fun. If only we could make enough room for everybody who wanted to do it to come see it. Well, this year we're going to do all the music. We're going to have a great time and we've got plenty of seats. So if you too are like me, a huge nerd who enjoys a silly good time with the Christmas Carol and some puppets and some great music, this is the evening for you. Yes. Oh my gosh. I am there. Well, as we are, you know, coming up on about two weeks before opening as of time recording, what has it been like developing this show? It's been a huge learning experience for me because I'm not really, I've not had a lot of experience producing things. I'm primarily an actor, but it has been really fun. I'll tell you what's been really helpful is the amount of enthusiasm I've been receiving from everybody I've reached out to about this. So yeah, it's sort of the first thing was getting a new arrangement of the music for our band, which is being done both by Andrew Fox and Justin Fisher, who are both brilliant musicians and thrilled to have them on board. Justin Fisher is also going to be our music director. So that has been the process. Then getting a crew of singers, which has been a delight. And then this uh, this part of the process that I've been working on right now is fine-tuning the little uh, chatty sections in between the songs, some lighthearted sketches, some uh, jokes and jibes and all that good stuff. So it will be, it's been a lot of fun. It's definitely mad respect to all the producers out there. It's what, what they do is extremely hard. <laughs> it's very easy for us who are performing and working backstage to just be like, oh, the producers are doing this and that. It's, I, it's, it's much more complicated than it seems. That, that sounds fantastic though. I'm really excited about that. You've got a wonderful team set up. It sounds like that's wonderful. So with this being just a fun show, I mean, literally a a Christmas party you've taken from your apartment, it sounds like, putting it into this bigger space. Is there a message or a thought you're hoping the audiences take away from this? Absolutely. Absolutely. There's a couple of things that I would really love for audiences to take away from this. One, I want people to come in and have a good time and leave feeling better than they when they walked in. But also, I want people to feel encouraged to be silly. I want people to be brave to be weird and silly and fun. I think that there's a lot of pressure in this world to be serious, especially I feel like in our business, there's definitely, and I I, I primarily work in plays rather than musicals. And, you know, I, I, I appreciate being serious. I do. I really do. It's a good thing. But I think that 
it's okay to be vulnerable and 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 let your inner child shine and be silly and have fun. So I hope that people come and feel safe to let their guard down. That's what I would like. I love that. Yes. What a wonderful idea. And finally, for this first part, who do you hope have mm-hmm. access to this wonderful holiday event happening in Midtown this year? Absolutely. I mean, who do I hope has access? I, I hope that anybody who loves the Muppet Christmas Carol has access. I hope that anybody who likes live music has access. We have a range of ticket prices, so there are very affordable tickets available. We also have a live stream for the Saturday show, which is only, I think it's $19 for the live stream. So yeah, you know, $19 isn't free, but if you get eight people in an apartment, that suddenly becomes a lot cheaper. But yeah, basically I want everybody who... This sounds fun, too, to be able to see it. Well, in the second part of our shows, we'd love to give our listeners a chance to get to know our guests a little bit more, pull the curtain back, as it were, And I'm excited to let our listeners get to know you a little bit more because you are not only just a fascinating person, but you've had such a great career in the theater. Before we started, I mean, I was totally fangirling you about a couple of the shows that I've seen you in. But I I want to start by asking you our regular first question, which is what or who inspire you? What playwrights or composers or shows have inspired you in the past or are just some of your favorites? Yeah, you know that when you sent me that question, that was I was like, oh my god, what a what a hard question to answer. Not because there are so few, but because there are so many great playwrights, actors, directors, artists out there. I feel like the list is endless in terms of, I mean, purely just people that I've gotten the chance to work with over the years. I mean, we were talking before the show about how brilliant a performer Nathan Lane is, and he is truly a really special gifted artist who when i did the dance with him it was such a gift to be able to watch him do his process every night he has this ability to take a carefully crafted moment and make it feel improvisatory every night and yes is that sort of what we're trying to do as actors all the time yeah but Nathan does it in a way that truly just seems spontaneous, even if it's been thought out to the nth degree. In terms of writers, I mean, one of my favorite writers is Martin McDonough, which sort of doesn't really go in in line with the Muppet Christmas Carol story, but I love Martin McDonough. I, I There's so many artists and writers and directors that I love. I, 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 I don't even know where to start, you know? You've, you've, you've hit the tip of an iceberg there, but I love that. Right. It's a wonderful list. Well, kind of building on that, I know you've been very busy getting the show put together, but have you seen any great theater lately that you might be able to recommend to our listeners? Well, when I saw this question, I was like, oh, I did. Unfortunately, it just closed. I just saw Here Lies Love a couple of weeks ago. And what a great show that was. Truly applause to everybody involved with that 
from the producing team to the, you know, the backstage team, the stage managers. I can only imagine how complicated it is getting the cast all around that theater. Truly, I, I found it to be a, a technical, a musical, a and and the actors are fantastic. It's it's it was so good. I'm sorry that it didn't last longer, but I am excited to see what everybody involved with that show does next. A hundred percent agree. What is your favorite part about working in the theater? That is easy. My favorite, favorite, favorite part about working in the theater is collaboration. It is truly the thing that brings me the most joy in the theatrical process because there's some, it's, there's magic in it. You know, it's, it's something that I always marvel at when you're in a space and everybody comes in and, you know, everybody in a rehearsal process has a tiny piece to a puzzle. And maybe we don't even know going into it, what that puzzle is going to, what the image on that puzzle is going to be, but you come in with your piece and you figure out where these things come together. And all of a sudden it's so much greater than what any one person could do on their own. It's, it's so exciting when, People have ideas and then you, somebody else comes in and adds a layer to that that lifts up the uh, the previous idea. So, yeah, that's the thing that I love the most about working in the theater is just helping each other be great, you know? That is a fabulous answer. I love that. And now we have arrived at my favorite question to ask him. Mm. And that is, what is your favorite theater memory? Favorite theater memory. All right. I've got two for you. One is an audience member and one is a performer. My favorite audience moment was a long time ago at, I think it was at St. Anne's Warehouse, or it was across the street from St. Anne's Warehouse. There was this Polish theater company that came by that I'm not even going to try and pronounce the name of the theater company, but I believe it translated to the Travel Bureau Theater. And it was in this old burnt out tobacco warehouse underneath the Brooklyn Bridge. And it was, I was new to New York at the time. And it was my first time seeing this sort of physical, I, I want to say experimental theater. It involved puppets and stilt walkers and and the image that, and it, I mean, it was a very sad story. It was about a, a genocide in, I want to say, Central Europe. But there was this one image in this, in this piece where a, a, a giant Satan on 10-foot stilts came out. They lit this wall on fire. This, this wall behind the, the, the Satan was on fire. We're underneath the Brooklyn Bridge, and he's got this giant pitchfork, and he's flinging, like, shirts around. It was crazy. So that, as an audience member, that opened my eyes to things. As a performer, my favorite theater memory was when we at uh, To Kill a Mockingbird got to do the performance of the show for 18,000 public school children at Madison Square Garden, which... That process was an interesting one. We had to restage the entire show during the mornings in a warehouse out in Queens to do the show in the round, which was exhausting. But getting into that space, I don't know that we'll ever, anybody who was performing in that have a better audience than we 
had that day. Those kids were, and, and we were worried. We were worried going into it because we're like, you know, it's a bunch of kids who got forced to read a book and then got forced to go to the theater. And we were worried that they, they, they wouldn't be engaged. Those kids were so engaged, so engaged. They were there 110%. They were listening. They were engaging with the show. And it was, it was, a, I, I, I mean, I don't, I don't think that there will, anybody who was there will ever forget it because it was just a magical experience. I love, love those two memories. Thank you so much for sharing those with us. Besides No Cheeses for Us Mises, do you have any other projects or productions coming on the pipeline that we might be able to plug for you? Right now, I mean, other than I'm going to be visiting the tour of To Kill a Mockingbird in January, but it's right now I am available for hire. I am am very available. But yeah, no, right now I'm just sort of focusing on my writing while I audition for future projects. I would like to put a plug out for some friends of mine who are producing a burlesque show on December 18th, Sins and Stardust. It's actually the final show ever at the Crane Theater, which is bonkers. I mean, for me, I feel like the Crane Theater has been around for ever. It felt like it would never leave, but it is closing. They're doing one last show. It's December 18th. And if you like burlesque and you like fun times and good vibes, go there too. But also go to No Jesus for Osmesis 15th and 16th. Yes. Well, finally, if our listeners want more information about No Cheeses for Us Mises, an irreverent tribute to the Muppets Christmas Carol, or about you, perhaps I'd like to reach out to you, how can they do so? Well, the easiest way would be to go to thegreenroom42.com to do that. If you want to follow No Cheeses for Us Mises, which I probably should spell, it's no, N-O, cheeses, C-H-E-E-S-E-S, for F-O-R, us, U-S, and Mises, a word that we all use all the time, M-E-E-C-E-S. So no cheeses for us Mises on Instagram, or you can also follow me on Instagram. <laughs> you have to spell this as well. Jeffrey, G-E-O-F-F-R-E-Y dot M-U-R-P-H-Y. That's it. I'm not going to give you my email address. But yeah, follow me on Instagram and yeah, come see the show. Wonderful. Well, Jeffrey... Thank you so, so much for stopping by and sharing this incredible show upcoming. I cannot wait to see it. I will be there with bells ringing and puppets in hand. It'll be fabulous. But really. Oh, yeah. I- do do bring your puppets, everybody. That, I hadn't even, hadn't even thought about that. <laughs> but thank you so much for your time today. This has been so lovely. Yeah, it's been really fun. Thank you for having me. My guest today has been the host and producer, Jeffrey Allen Murphy, whose upcoming show, No Cheeses for Us Mises, an irreverent tribute to the Muppets Christmas Carol, is playing December 15th and 16th at the Green Room 42. You can get your tickets and more information by visiting thegreenroom42.venutix.com. And also make sure to follow the show and Jeffrey on Instagram. And we're going to have those handles and all of this information posted on our episode description, as well as on our social media posts. But come on out, join us. We're going to be going to the show. We love the Muppets Christmas Carol. We know you all love the Muppets Christmas Carol. And if you've never seen it, this is a great way to get introduced with a bunch of fans. It's almost Rocky Horror-esque 
It's amazing. So come on out December 15th and 16th at the Green Room 42 for no cheeses for us Mises and a reverent tribute to the Muppet Christmas Carol. So until next time, I'm Andrew Cortez reminding you to turn off your cell phones, unwrap your candies, and keep talking about the theater. Stage Whisper. Thank you. If you like what you hear, please leave a five-star review, like, and subscribe. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram at Stage Whisper Pod. And feel free to reach out to us with your comments and personal stories at stagewhisperpod at gmail.com. And be sure to check out our brand new website for all things Stage Whisper and theater. You'll be able to find merchandise, tours, tickets, and more. Simply visit stagewhisperpod.com. Our theme song is Maniac by Jazzar. Other music on this episode provided by Jazzar and Billy Murray. You can also become a patron of our show by logging on to patreon.com slash stagewhisperpod. There you will find all the information about our backstage pass as well as our tip jar. Thank you so much for your generosity. We could not do this show without you.